Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Dignified Joy podcast. I'm David Ribeiro. As you may already notice, I'm not Emily Mandero. Guys, we have such a fun, awesome guest today. And it is my lovely boyfriend, Mr. David Ribeiro. And it has been a very long time coming. So we are so, so excited to finally get to do this. Indeed it is. Yes. And so... um. Well, just talking to David and thinking about what we should talk on today, what kind of topic. Um, We don't want it to be very like talking at you. This is just going to be a conversation between the two of us that you guys get to sit in on. And um, we're just going to be talking kind of about seeking God and how um, we think it's important to seek God and how we hope to seek God. And so we're just going to jump right into it. Yes. Um, one thing, one verse that has been um, really on my mind that I've looked at over this past week um, has just been Jeremiah 20, uh, 29, 13. And the man, the main translation that I've been looking at is the new living translation. If you look at, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Mm. Other translations just say, if you look with me, if you look for me with all your heart, you will find me all along the same line. Um, but in many translations, it intertwines with the word seek and wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And me and Emily both went back to try to find what those two words meant in the Hebrew, in the Greek, or their original languages. And seek is bakash in the Hebrew, and it means to go after in a posture of worship or prayer. Mm-hmm. And wholeheartedly is tamim, T-A-M-I-M. And it's just to be entirely committed or to just go, go to something with all your heart. Yeah. And I think it just sets a good foundation for us to just talk about how to seek God wholeheartedly or to be entirely committed to seeking him. And mm. um, all throughout the Bible, throughout the Gospels, if you go back to the Old Testament, there are many passages, many verses that talk about and use the word seeking. Um, two quick examples is just First Chronicles 28 and Matthew, Matthew 7. If you seek him, you will find him. And seek and you will find or the whole point of asking and you will answer and knock and you will be opened um but all throughout the bible there are many cases where they use the words the the words seek and the words um wholeheartedly but we wanted to focus on just jeremiah 29 13 with just that um wholeheartedly interpretation of Mm. going after the lord yeah right and while talking on this topic and just thinking about what um, we should talk about the verse Matthew 7 7 that David just said really stuck out and I'm just going to read all of it or the first verse yeah verse 7 it says ask and it will be given to you seek and you'll find knock and it will be open to you and I was originally just going to share this first verse but um, then I started reading like a couple verses down I was like oh my gosh this is such a good word for what we're talking about and so going a little further into verses eight and nine it says for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be opened or which one of you if his son asks him for bread will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent so it doesn't completely when you look at it relate to us because we're not going to like ask someone for bread and give someone a stone right that's not how it works but um when i read this verse it reminded or these verses it reminded me of something that 
um, our pastor at church said last Wednesday, we had like a worship night at church. So awesome. And the pastor was saying um, that he heard someone say that there are some prayers that God what was it? There are some prayers that God. Some prayers that God says no to. Can't no, say no to. That God say, There are some prayers that God can't say no to, and um, that just kind of reminded me when we were reading this. Like, if you ask God for more wisdom in who knowing who He is, He's not going to say no. He's not just going to shut down the idea and say no. I don't really want a relationship with you. Or if you um, say like God, I want to learn how to seek you better, how to seek um, just your face and your presence wholeheartedly. God isn't going to hide from you when you're trying to do that, right? And so just these verses painted such a beautiful picture on how when when we choose to seek God, when we choose to run after Him with our whole hearts fully committed to Him, He just kind of makes it easier for us to see Him. He makes Mm -hmm. it um, like more possible in a way for us to be able to find Him, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think a good verse to to add on to that is Isaiah 55. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Mm -hmm. And just, it makes it very easy to see that when you go looking for the Lord, he makes it easy for you to find him. Um, He pokes his foot out. He um, sticks his hand out. It's almost as if he's wanting you. He's longing for you to come at him to, to, ask for him to mm. grow closer to him because if you he just does. just because he does <laughs> he he's looking for that because that's all he longs for yeah, right? right and i think it's very easy for us to just see that when you look for something it you will always find it even if it takes some time mm, right exactly. whether whatever it may be if you're going looking for something you'll find it no matter how long it takes mm. and that you have to have an open mind to be able to look for something new, right? Especially if it's if you've never looked for something like this. And sometimes it means just having to step out of your comfort zone, yeah. right? For a lot of people, like seeking God or going into a more deep relationship with God or growing into your relationship with Him, it might require you to go, go to some places or experience new things that you thought you would never experience. It would, it's going to take you out of your comfort zone, but right. that's totally normal. When you're trying to experience more of God, right? When you're trying to have that connection with him that you never had before, right? Right. With with anything new that you're experiencing, you're going to have to do it like you've never done it before, right? Mm -hmm. Like example, um, if you're going to try out a new food, right? You've never had before. You're going to have to take that step out of your comfort zone of having the foods you've always had before to try to see if you're going to like it or not, right? But the thing is that when you experience that relationship with God, when you went out of your comfort zone, it's going to be very easy for you to like it a lot. Yeah. Right. right. When you experience him on just the deeper level, when you experience him much at a much personal level, it's going to be very easy for you to see. I should have done this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Right. But God has timing for everything. And whether you experience him so deeply yet early on or later on, it's all part of his plan for your life. Yeah. That is so good. So I think that um, when thinking about like just seeking God I think a lot of our like most people's main question is what's the point why do we seek God so if you'd like to touch on why 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 we we seek seek God yeah I think a a reason and a, a big reason why we should seek the Lord is because he has so much more in store for us in for what we can look for ourselves right yeah um and 
seeking, I, I wrote this down earlier. I said, seeking is out of obedience and searching is out of guidance. Mm-hmm. When you're look, when you're seeking for something, when you're going, like the definition says back in the Hebrew, when you're going, um, looking for something in a posture of worship, yeah. it's because God is commanding you to go do it, right? right? It's out of you being obedient to go look for something God has told you to go look for. Yeah. When you're searching for something, it's just you're trying to find guidance, right? You're trying to mm-hmm. find where you want to go. You're trying to find um, what you're looking up, right? Whatever yeah. it may be. And I was looking back, and this is still in First Chronicles. Um, there's a story um, that David has a vision from God to build his house or the house of the Lord. But God tells him that his son Solomon needs to build it and not David because of what his name means, right? The name mm-hmm. Solomon just means peace and rest. Then David listens to the Lord and allows for his house to be built with his son's hands because then it will be a house built from peace and rest mm. rather than one from who shed blood from unrighteousness. Because in that same passage, it just shows that David was struggling a lot um, and it, it was saying that he was shedding blood. Mm. Um, so what, what did David do? He sought after the Lord to see what else he needed to continue to build his sanctuary. And he went out and called the leaders of Israel to help and to set their minds and heart to seek the Lord God. David made it very clear to the leaders that to seek God and they that they had to devote their hearts to him first, mm, yeah. right? And I think a very important part That's about good. seeking is to devote yourself and to put it as the first thing in your life, right? If mm-hmm. we're trying to seek um, God, it's because we're trying to long to, for it to be the first thing in our in our life, right? Whether yeah. it be the first thing when you wake up, whether it be the first thing you go to in a bad situation, mm-hmm. right? I feel like when we're seeking God and it's an active thing, um, it allows for us to just put that first. So what's the main goal of seeking? Why is it so important? Because when we do seek him, it becomes our main priority, right? right? If, that, if, if what we're seeking is going to be the, at the top of our list, then it's going to be the most important thing for us. Mm. So I think a just a very simple way to put it, seeking God is very important because it allows for you to put him first yeah, in your life. Exactly. Right. That's good. I think another thing about seeking God and just continually seeking him is that like it fills you up with all of the things opposite of what the world mm-hmm. fills you with. So anything that you can imagine God would fill you with, like it could be peace, joy, hope, love, compassion, all of the good things that at the end of the day leave you feeling filled up, leave you feeling um, just more encouraged. And then that compared to what the world fills you up with, Mm -hmm. um, anxiety, stress, busyness, all of the things that just leave you um, feeling very overwhelmed. And there's this verse in 1 Chronicles 16, verse 10. And it says, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Mm. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. Something I love so, so much about this verse is that it says, seek his presence continually. Two things actually that Mm. I have to touch on about that. In Oh, I don't remember the verse. It's Psalm 16 something, I think, or Psalm 6, Psalm 9 something. I don't <laughs> but it says that in the Lord's presence, there is fullness of joy. So when it says seek his presence, it's saying when you seek God, you're seeking joy too. You're yeah. seeking um, 
just being filled up with a lasting happiness, mm-hmm. right? And then in the same verse, seek his presence continually. Seeking isn't just like a one and done type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to seek God, but I don't really see him. He's not really answering. So I'm just not going to seek him again yeah. because he doesn't seem to be showing up. No, seeking is like you seek him every single day, every moment of every day. When you continue seeking God, you're able to see him more clearly, right? Word. It's like like David was saying, when you're trying to seek something, when you're trying to look for something, eventually you're going to find it, right? And so once you continue seeking God, once you um, just make it a daily habit to look for him in every single thing that you do, you are going to see him so, so clearly in mm-hmm. everything you do. So. so good yeah so good sisterhood i um just one more story and one more scenario that i think is very important for us to look at um at how someone in the bible or someone um in the time of jesus was continuously seeking is in mark 5 mark chapter 5 um a little bit after the beginning um there's a story of the woman who's healed um, from bleeding who has been suffering for 12 years mm. and just to recap on the story a lot of people look at that story in a very um, open-minded way and like oh yeah the, the woman was healed and all this and the woman she just touches robe and she was healed immediately right and that's very important for you to just yeah. see that instantly the power of God um, he can heal someone instantly by just a touch, someone can be healed. Mm. But one way that I always look at this story, and I've read this story many, many times over the past few months, has just been um, the woman's hunger, the woman's passion, and the woman's um, devotion to go after the Lord, right? And yeah. I'll read um, the first few verses of this story. This is Mark chapter 5, verse 24. Jesus went with him and all the people followed so Jesus just had just gotten off a boat and he was walking into the city. So back to 24, Jesus went with him and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal for many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, keyword heard, So she came up behind him through a crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed from her terrible condition. Later on, Jesus just asked um, who touched her who touched his robe and the woman uh, was on her knees and and Jesus answered. um, She she admitted that it was her and Jesus said, daughter. She, he called her daughter and mm. he said, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Um, this is the NLT version. And I love the version in the NIV when it says, um, I can't remember, NIV or ESV, I'm sorry. But when the woman says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. So mm. the hem meaning the very fringe, the very end. And she knew to herself that she didn't need to touch him. She didn't need to touch his hair, his luscious locks. She didn't need to touch his feet. She needed to touch the very edge of whatever he was wearing, right, of his robe. And 
the beautiful thing about this story is, yes, she touches robe. She was able to touch that fringe of his garment. But the thing that I love the most is that she didn't care about what anyone else was thinking about her, what anyone else saw in her. She cared that all she wanted to do was touch Jesus, right? She saw after the Lord because like we read, she heard that if she just touched the hem of his garment, she would be clean. And a point that you can get after you can see that she pressed through the crowd is that seeking will sometimes require you to put the blinders on in your life and forget about the people around you so that you can just reach the hem of Jesus' garment, Mm. right? Sometimes it'll seeking will require you to have to say no to the people around you because they might think you're crazy but they might think you're weird because you're going after jesus so passionately Mm. right but this woman had so many people in the crowd the pharisees tell her that she couldn't come near because she was unclean and that um she was gonna um, make everyone else unclean right but the point is we're all unclean right no matter in in what way this woman was bleeding, some of us are unclean in the way that we sin, and in every everyone is is sinful, right? We're all sinful, mm. um, but by the power of the blood of Jesus that He has covered us with, He wipes it away, right? But we're right. all unclean, and until we come until we come with come into a relationship with Jesus, He'll wipe He'll wipe our sins away, right? Um, but we can't let our circumstances affect how we see the Lord right? We don't seek God based off of our circumstances, but based off of who he is, right? And we can't let the people around us, like like the people in the crowd or the Pharisees tell us that we're unclean and we can't go after God. We can't go into the crowd. We can't walk into church. We can't go to this place because we're going to make everyone else unclean, right? right? Because if it was like that, nobody can reach Jesus because everyone is unclean. So I think it's just very important for us to understand that there's going to be crowds around us. There's going to be Pharisees. There's going to be people who are going to tell us that we can't do this because we're not clean. We can't do this because we're not good enough. We can't do something because um, we don't have enough money or whatever it may be. But we have to understand that God doesn't look at us for the things we have, Mm. but for our devotion to him, right? If we're truly committed to him, right? If we're continuously seeking him, like, like the definition said of wholeheartedly, if we're truly committed, that's all that God looks at, right? He won't look at how much money you have, what clothes you have on, what car you drive, whatever it may be. Right. He's going to look at how devoted are you to me? Mm. And this story, a lot of people just look at it for the healing and the and her just touching the, the fringe of his garment. But I, every time I look at it, I look at how devoted this woman was mm. to pushing through the crowd despite all of her um, hate, despite all of the, the negativity that was poured on her because of her um, suffering. And it's just very important for us to see that yeah. she didn't care. She didn't look at that and say, like, I can't do it because I'm not good enough. I can't do it because I'm not clean. She said, I'm, I'm going to do it because I don't care what's in my way. I'm going to go touch Jesus because all I need is I don't need a touch of him. I need a touch of his garment. And that was good enough. And and then she, and then she learned that it wasn't even a touch that she needed. Mm-hmm. It was just her faith that she already had. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's just so beautiful to see how the story wraps around of a very unclean woman who's suffering for 12 years. I can't even imagine that Mm -hmm. for 12 years after just a touch of his garment was healed completely. And what she needed was her faith. But what got her to where she was, was her continuous um, sought after devotion to seeking God. Yeah. 
that story makes me evaluate myself so much every time I read it. And I just like think about if it were me in that situation and I had some disease or sickness like she did for 12 years straight. Honestly, after 12 years, I'd probably be like pigging out on a couch, like with 12 cartons of ice cream or something (laughs) saying, God, take me. But the fact that she was able to just stay strong, no, even though that it was such a long road to get there. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of us hate when things take a long time. And after a long time, we give up and we stop trusting God and we choose to believe that he's not good because it's taking a little bit longer. But the truth of it is, is that, um, like David was saying, it wasn't, um, Jesus's garment that healed her, right? It was her faith. And so a lot of us, if we're in those situations where things seem to be taking longer, like really evaluate yourself. Are you Mm -hmm. having that faith to seek God? But, um, this story reminds me a lot of Job and, Mm. um, and (laughs) I was trying to sort through all the things in my head. So a little bit on Job, if you haven't read the full story, you so should because it's really, I'm not going into full detail, but, um, the, to sum it up, basically one day Satan and God have a meeting. Also, that's crazy. Just imagine like Satan and God having a meeting. (laughs) So Satan and God have a meeting. Wait, pause. Pause. How do you think God went up to Satan and said, Yo, man, we got to talk. Are you kidding? Satan went up to God. Okay, well, whatever way it happened, how do you think one one opened up the conversation? You want to hear? Yeah, tell me. I think God was sitting on a cloud, and Satan Satan, flew up there on his Uh little devil wings. Uh So Satan went to heaven? Oh, wait. That's not possible. Crap. I don't know. Whatever. So Satan confronted <laughs> okay, God. Go back he to said, story. he yes. said, yo, homie, I know it's been a while. <laughs> and then so basically Satan and God have a meeting and Satan's like, yo, God, Job's life is way too easy. Like Job has everything. He is just this faithful, um, faithful man, loves God, serves God with his whole heart. He has amazing wife, amazing kids, all of the estates, land, animals, super wealthy. Job's life is freaking awesome, basically. Mm-hmm. And Satan goes to God and he said, God, you are making it way too easy on Job. He needs something to go wrong. And so God said, all right, you do whatever you want. You just can't harm Job. So God didn't cause the bad things to happen, but he let it happen so that it could stretch Job's faith, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what Satan did. He went, he took absolutely everything from Job. Like imagine everything in your life that could be taken away from you that's what Job, or that's what Satan did. Satan took every last thing from Job. So he took his wife, his kids, land, animals, everything. And Job did not stray away from God. Well, I mean, he cared, obviously. He didn't care that Satan was trying to harm right, him. Right, right. He was like, I'm going to keep my faith strong. Yeah, Satan did, or, oh my gosh, I keep mixing it up. Job did not give in to Satan. And hold on, actually, I was not planning on saying this. Read on the, me. The, uh, 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 the last verse of the first chapter of Job, Read it me. says, in all of this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Exactly. How many of us do that when something bad is happening in our life? And a lot of us are not like Job. God, like, not everything around us is taken away from us, mm-hmm. but we do experience loss and we do experience hardship. And how often do we blame it on God or how yeah. quick are we to um, 
to turn towards Satan or turn towards the ways of the world. Mm -hmm. But what I really want to point out in this is when I was reading through Job, I always read through with like a commentary and this one cool like philosophical dude made a comment on the whole story of job and he said but how blank was the devil when hoping to hear job blaspheme god he heard him blessing god's name instead and like just imagine if the second um trials came the second that things got overwhelming and stressful the second that we experienced loss instead of turning towards the world imagine if we turn towards god mm. imagine what the look on satan's face would yeah. be and really satan rejoices when we turn from god right he wants to do anything to take your attention off of seeking god he wants to do anything to um to just make you believe that God is not on your side, mm -hmm. right? And so I think when looking at these stories, like the um, the woman who touched the fringe of Jesus' garment and Job who lost everything and still stood strong, like both of these stories are so different but so alike in the way that both of these people, they went through so much hardship, but in mm -hmm. the end, their faith is what ended up rewarding them, yeah. right? And Job, it says at the very end of the story, Job was blessed twice as much as he had before Satan came in and took everything over. Mm -hmm. And that just goes to show there's a verse in Hebrews. I think it's Hebrews 11, maybe. And it says that God rewards those who seek him. Mm -hmm. And so another reason we seek God, it's not for what he can give us, but it says that when we do seek him and when we do lay down the things of the world, lay down um, just the things that overwhelm us, the things that scare us, all of the things, it says that he will reward us with even more blessings, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Nice. Word. Yeah, I I really like how at the beginning of those of both of those stories, you may think that the end is so like horrible because of what the person is going mm, through, yeah. right? Like Job, everything was taken away from him. Right. Um, the woman in Mark, which... I'm surprised that we don't have a name for this woman. Mm -hmm. In every translation I look for, it just says the woman, woman or a woman or a woman from this place, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just surprised we don't have a name for her. Mm -hmm. But if you if you go back to the beginning of each of those stories, it's crazy how you would read it mm -hmm. and you'd be like, there's no way this person's getting out of it, right? Yeah, like right. you read Job and he's having nothing, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't have anything else. You read the, the girl and Mark, and she's like suffering for 12 years. She's like, oh, exactly. she's going to suffer another year, mm. right? But at the end, you see that it wasn't anything physical of the physical world that healed them, yeah, right? It right. was their spiritual commitment to the Lord, yeah. right? It was their faith that healed them. It wasn't, or for Job, it was his faith that kept them going mm. or, or, or that blessed them even more. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of the times when we're looking or seeking for that relationship with the Lord, we are continuously almost looking for always looking for something in the physical world right mm -hmm. if we're trying to fulfill our um status quo with money with cars with yeah. clothes with a house with whatever it may be right. right we try to fulfill that gap with us and god with things of the physical world mm -hmm. right and the truth is those things can make you physically happy but they won't make you spiritually full, mm. right? They won't fulfill your spiritual desires with the Lord, right? Yeah. More money isn't going to get you closer to God, right? right? He, it isn't going to change what you, um, your relationship with him. Yeah. 
So I think a very important point for us just to settle on is that your faith is what's going to take you to the next to the next level with your relationship with God, yeah, not exactly. the physical world. Right. So I think that's just a good point to just start and end on, mm. right? Your faith is what you need. And what can you do with your faith? You can seek after it more and more, exactly. right? If you continue seeking after more and more faith, more and more commitment, more and more devotion, that's what's truly going to keep you going for a better and greater and more intimate relationship with God. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. <laughs> Should I leave this in? <laughs> sure. So if you didn't know, we can only record for 30, 30 minutes, minutes straight time, so. on Spotify. So Second that, clip. that us, that part of us just blah, that blah, blah. That was us blah. preparing ourselves for yes. this next part so, because it's really good. Exactly. Yeah. So this is our next 30 minute half, but for you, it's continuing. So you won't even notice. <laughs> so, well, you will because we just told you. But <laughs> yes, now you'll know. And for all the other episodes that she posts, I'm sorry, I'm like ratting you out here. Uh-huh. But if they're longer than 30 minutes, just know it's like a 20 kind of high 20s, and like 28 minute clip and then I another like however off. long. Exactly. Yeah. So now you know. Well, anyways, um, there was that. Yes. So <laughs> I have two questions. Tell me. But I'll start with the first one. Question me. And it is, how do I seek God? We already established why we should seek God, What um, what's important with seeking God, but mm-hmm. how am I supposed to seek God now that I know gotcha. what it is? Yeah, I think, a, I think there are lots of ways you can seek him, right? But there are three main mm-hmm. ways where you can continuously seek him. Right. And where you can, it's not just a, oh, I saw after him once. It's enough. Right. right? But there are, I think I've, I've summed it down to three easy, simple ways where you can continuously seek the Lord easy. And two of them come from the actual definition of seeking, which I'll say it again. It's to go after in a posture of worship or prayer. So my first point on how can we continuously seek the Lord? Whoa, is, guys, the power just went out. Oh, oh, it's back. Oh, no. it's out. All right. Okay, I'll keep going <laughs> um, because we're continuously seeking the Lord. Yes. So my first point <laughs> is we can pray, right? And a lot of people may think it's very easy to just pray and keep going or that it's, I pray every day. Why am I not seeking mm, the Lord, right? Yeah. And we just have to go back. Why is prayer so important or why is it so crucial when we're seeking him, right? Because when we pray, even demons submit and bow down to the name of Jesus. Yeah. Right. right. When we're seeking his love, his power, his mercy, his grace, which we can only receive by prayer, that's when we are fully prepared to seek him when we armor ourselves with the things he has given us. Mm, right. And good. in Luke chapter 11, I I heard this from a pastor. His name is Bill Johnson. Very, very good pastor. Amazing. He's from Bethel Church in California. Love Bethel. And he he had a sermon about, I don't know, two weeks ago maybe. And he, I forgot even the point of the sermon, but I just popped in. My dad was listening to it and I just popped in and I heard him say, what was the one thing the disciples asked from Jesus, mm. right? And out of all the things they could have asked the Messiah, the chosen one, the ra- their rabbi, Ooh, right? I know the answer. I know the what's, answer. What's the one thing that they asked from pick Jesus. Me, pick me. Um, you. They said, how do we pray? They said, Lord, teach, teach us, us to pray. pray. Right. And it's the famous prayer of um, our, Father. our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
may your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, yad, yes, yad, yad. Yes. Baller prayer, right? <laughs> and I think it's crucial for us to pray because God taught the closest people to him or Jesus taught the closest people to him one thing, mm-hmm. right? Of course, they learned many things from him. But the one thing that they asked for and the one that they received was prayer. Mm-hmm. How do we pray? Because yeah. they, uh, one of the disciples just saw Jesus praying off to, a, uh, off to the side in a certain place. And they said, Lord, Lord, just teach us, right? right? Teach us to pray. And he gave us a good foundation of what prayer should sound like, right? What, yeah. what should we say? Um, and I think when we pray, like I said, um, when we ask for him of his power, of his love, his mercy, that's when we get equipped, right? right. And one, one thing that we can equip ourselves with and ask to God for God to equip ourselves with is his armor, right? The belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, the, the shield of righteousness, mm. right? And that's when we'll be strong, right? And I think a verse that allows for us to just see what happens when we are walking with him, when we're so strong, is Galatians 5.16. And I heard this this past mm. week too. It's walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, right? So good. Walking with God allows for you to focus on him rather than the desires of your flesh. Mm. Um, we can only walk with him if we have found him first, right? And seeking is a continuous action just like walking is, right? right. Um, like the verse says, walk by the spirit, right? Don't just stand there and just hope that he's there. Yeah. Continuously walk with him because it's not something that just happens once and it sticks with you. You have to continuously seek God, right? A lot of people say, uh, good example is like, you have to re-energize yourself, like right? refill yourself up with God, right? He never leaves you because he's always with you, right? God, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just need to understand that you need to refill yourself up with God, right? Yeah. With his spirit, with his word, with his love. Um, and I think it's just very crucial in God. And Jesus even told us, he taught us how to pray, right? So I think it's it's kind of obvious right. that the one thing we need to do to seek him is to just simply pray. Exactly. And you, it, whether prayer for you may look like the first thing in the morning, whether it may look like the last thing before you go to bed at night or both or during the day, I find it the best time for me to do it, even though sometimes it's harder for me to do it, the first thing in the morning, mm. right? The first thing you do in the morning when you start off your day, just pray, whether it be five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, however long it may be for you, right? You would be shocked. Exactly. The tone it sets for your day. Oh, fam. yes. <laughs> and you would also be shocked when I, like if, if I told you that this morning I sat down and I prayed for 30 minutes mm. and you're like, that's crazy. How did you read for 30 <laughs> minutes straight, right? It didn't mean that I was speaking for 30 minutes straight. Sometimes prayer is like you just sitting there and waiting for God to speak to you, right? Yeah. And it doesn't mean you necessarily have to bow down on your knees and close your eyes and, and do all these things. And that's very important because it sets you, puts you in the right mindset, but it doesn't require you to do that, right? Prayer can be just me here. I'm sitting on a nice green chair and I can just start praying. God, come and speak to me, yeah. right? And that's a simple prayer. And it's very simple for us to pray and it's very easy, but it's also very powerful, right? Mm-hmm. We under, I think we underestimate the power of prayer Ooh. a lot, right? Yeah. We don't understand just how crucial prayer is, how important it is, especially to God. And it's just so crucial in our day-to-day lives for us to understand, I need to pray 
and I need to devote some time to him, right? Yeah. Whether that be in the car when you're driving, right? Like Emily said on the last one, but if you're praying <laughs> in the car, don't close your eyes or draw your head, <laughs> right? But I think prayer should be something that you should implement 120% yeah. in your daily schedule, right? right? Prayer for everyone looks different, mm-hmm. right? For me, it looks like 30 minutes in the morning. Or for you, it looks like 10 minutes in the morning. Mm -hmm. For someone else, it looks like five minutes at night before they go to bed when they put their head on their pillow, right? But just understand that the amount of devotion, the amount of um, effort that you put into your prayer time, the amount of time you spend in that realm, that atmosphere of prayer is the amount you're going to receive back, right? You can't expect to pray for such little time and get a lot of reward right? Don't get me wrong. Pray big prayers and pray small prayers, right? Small prayers are good too. Just like I said, God, speak to me. That's a prayer. But you can't expect God to speak multitudes to you or expect God to give you a whole vision of your whole life by asking him just four words and just sitting there for two minutes. Exactly. It's something that you have to devote your time to. You have to continuously go after. And just that prayer is very important to us Mm -hmm. and to God because he sees that we are devoting our lives to him in our time. Right. And another thing about prayer tell me, is don't go to it just for what God can do for you. Don't just um, like once every month when something bad happens, say, okay, God, I'm back. I need help with this. (laughs) Like um, praying needs to be just like seeking a continual thing that you don't it never ends right there's so many people that i know that um when they pray they never say amen at the end because it's a continuous continuous is that a word Mm -hmm. it's a continuous thing and so um when you're praying don't pray because you know that god can give you an answer right Mm -hmm. and then that's another thing when we pray and god doesn't automatically give us an answer it makes us discouraged it makes us feeling like he's not listening Mm -hmm. when that's not the case at all so praying should not be based on your circumstance it shouldn't be based on the answer that you want to get but just based on your time with god exactly right because when you're connecting with god on that level that's when um it can bring you to a new level of your relationship with god it can bring you to a new level of your faith and another thing that I have to add, <laughs> which I was telling David this a couple of days ago, um, and I was saying how a long time ago, maybe four or five years ago, I saw this picture and it has stuck with me ever since. And I think about it on like a daily basis. And um, in the picture, so there were like two sides of the picture. Yeah. And on the one side, it was this person who... Um, and this reminds me of the verse in Galatians 5.16. But on one side, there was this person walking in the flesh, walking um, with just worldly things, all of the things that lead to brokenness, lead to sin, destruction, all the things. And in this picture, there were like demons attacking this person at every side. And then in the picture next to it, there was this um, just person who was so devoted in their faith, this person on their knees, praying to the Lord with their eyes closed, just um, sitting in the silence of her bedroom. And in this picture, there were angels blocking the demons from every Mm. side. And it's like a silly little picture, but it goes to show just how powerful it is being 
in the silence of prayer or mm. being um, just in constant conversation with your father, right? Yeah. It shows that you have that spiritual protection. You have that heavenly protection over your life when you are just fully committed to um, spending time with him and being intentional with him instead of going to him for what he can give you. Exactly. So anyways. Exactly. One last thing. One last just thing. Just because I, I always have... <laughs> I've been saying this for quite some time now, and I think my brother told me this, or I heard it from someone, but just a very key point on when you pray, don't pray because of what God can do. Pray because of who he is, mm. right? And yeah. obviously we need to pray over um, if if there's sickness, right, we can pray over sickness. If there's a disease, we can pray over disease. If there's a yeah. struggle, pray over struggle, because prayer will will bring you the answer, will bring you the the healing, whatever it may be, right? But when we go into prayer, don't pray just because you need something. Mm-hmm. Pray also because you are stating who God is, exactly. right? Because if we were to, and every time we went to go pray. To say, God, I need this, I need this, heal this, heal that, take me away from this, put me into this place, right? God can obviously do those things. But the most important thing about prayer is to just understand we're praying because of who God is, not of what he can do. Exactly. Prayer brings peace more than it brings anything. Exactly. Anyways, how else can we seek God? Yes. I think, again, back to the other word in the definition of seek. We can just simply worship, worship, right? And sometimes we look at the word worship and I'm like, oh, I need to be in church. I need to be with with lights. I need to be with a good sound system. I need to be with this and that. And I need to be, um, I need to have my hands lifted up and, and I have to be singing music. And that's good, right? That's that's what worship is nowadays, right? But I, I, I've, I've also been saying this for the past few months. I saw this analogy someone gave um with worship and with honey right Mm. what's the truest form of honey right it's not because nowadays there's honey with like infused flavors and like (laughs) added sugars and this and that right what's the truest form of honey straight from the honeycomb Mm. with nothing added right right? what's the truest form of worship right there right i'm pointing out the bible pointing out the bible right here bible (laughs) the truest form of worship the most genuine form of worship is prayer in the word yeah right is spending time in the word right and i also have this um this friend of mine say this this past week that when we worship and when we praise it doesn't have to be a song right Mm -hmm. a song i mean with tons of lyrics because whatever song you have in your heart that's your praise that's your worship right Mm -hmm. so my worship can be just repeating who god is right saying worthy worthy you are worthy god or saying that you're holy or saying that you're great right Mm -hmm. that can be worship right right because worship is just the definition of the utterance of who god is yeah right when we say you can notice it with with any worship song that we sing or, or we have playing we see that all these worship songs are just stating who god is right yeah um there are songs that say that he's holy forever. There's songs that say that he's um, all these different names that he is, right? Yahweh, that he's El Shaddai, that he's Adonai, right? And all these names mean something that who God is, right? Yeah. That's truly what worship is. Um, 
And in John 4, 23, um, it said, Jesus says that the Father is looking for true worshipers who worship him and in the spirit and in the truth, mm. right? In the spirit, meaning that you can worship God in the silence of your own heart, right? In your spirit, but you can also worship him in truth by uttering the words, right? right? And rightly placed worship is the ultimate repentance, mm. right? And what, what does that mean? It just means that when we are truly in that genuine worship, whether that be reading scripture or whether that be uttering words, singing songs, singing um, a single word, right? Yeah. When we're truly in that ultimate worship, rightly placed worship, it's when we'll truly repent, mm. right? And repenting means that we'll just turn away from whatever we're going to, right? Whether that be a certain addiction we have, whether that be a certain um, season that we're going through that's very hard, whether that be a friend group that we don't want to hang out with anymore because we're not taking it up to the right place, mm. right? Repentance just means turning away and going to the right direction, right? right? What's the right direction? Facing towards God. So rightly praised worship is the ultimate repentance. Yeah. And everything changes. Literally everything changes in your life when you start becoming the worshiper God intended you to be right mm -hmm. the world gets transformed when you live a transformed life yeah right when you start becoming that worshiper that god intended you to be the person who's truly devoted the person who's truly committed the mm -hmm. person who's truly going after his relationship with you that's when you'll get changed right. right and what happens when you get changed you get transformed and it's not just you that get transformed it's the people around you right? Because I've seen it happen before. I've seen people around me who've never stepped foot in a church. I've seen people around me who's, who have been in church for so long, but they like recently started getting into that genuine worship, um, just being so devoted that their smile changes, Yeah, right? They, they wake up every day and they realize mm -hmm. why, why do I have breath in my lungs? Right. Or the true purpose of what, what they're doing here on earth. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think of, the true um, reward for genuine worship is just ultimate repentance and you live a transformed life, right? It's yeah. just so, so clear to see because I've seen it before. I know that my friends have seen it before. My parents have seen it before. And it's just so beautiful to see that when someone truly genuine is truly worshiping so genuinely, mm -hmm. it's so beautiful to see how the spirit can move in them how they react after, how they are they living their lives after, because what happened, they were truly transformed because they were being the worshipers that God intended them to be. Yeah, right. That's good. Also, something I love so much about worship is that it's in everything, mm -hmm. right? It's not just um, in church, like David was saying. It's not just in reading your Bible either, believe it or not. It can be in Everything that you do throughout the day, whether you have to go do laundry or you're washing dishes or you're driving to work or you're doing your work or you're doing school or you're doing a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> or drinking water, I couldn't say. <laughs> whatever um, whatever you do on a day-to-day -ba day -day basis, let that be your worship. Exactly. You know, let everything that you do glorify God. Don't look at your tasks as, oh, I can't believe I have to do, I have to do my laundry. No, I get to do my laundry. Yes, I get to get clean to my everything. clothes. Exactly. Everything is a get to, not a got to when it comes to God. And so um, just having that outlook on life where whatever you do, that is worship to God. Exactly. Whatever, um, yeah. 
you do and you're looking at it from the wrong aspect, look at it from a new perspective, from a godly perspective and Mm -hmm. see that that is what glorifies him. That is what is worship to him. Right. And so just wanted to. I think one of my my most favorite lines or or sayings about worship, and I have a hoodie about it and you do too. Oh, it's so good. On the back, it says, let my life be worshiped. Once again, Bethel Church. Yes. Music. But let my life, right? My life, meaning everything Everything. that I'm a part of, Mm. everything that is a part of me, let everything be worshiped, right? Just like the the famous verse in Psalms 150, right? Mm. Let everything that has breath praise, Exactly. So if I have breath, let me worship, let me praise. If that dog has worship, let him praise (laughs) in his own way, but he should be praising and worshiping God, right? Whatever your circumstance may be, just like we said in prayer, don't let your circumstances affect your relationship with God. Right. Right. We don't worship based off of our circumstances. Mm. We worship based off, off who God is. Exactly. Right. We can't let the daily tasks, the mundane tasks, the um, ordinary things mm-hmm. right in our lives take over the simple act, that simple attitude of worship. Exactly. Right? Because it's so easy to do. Right. Right. And it's also so easy to put away. Mm-hmm. Right. My dad was telling me and Emily this this past week that there's the most easiest thing and the hardest thing to do is to believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's the easiest thing because it's just saying yes, but it's also the hardest thing because that yes can be so hard to say. Yeah. Right. right. And once you have that yes, once you say that yes, it's so easy to just go into worship, right? Because mm-hmm. all you have to do is, like we said, say a simple word, right? Of who God is, read the scripture, right? Um, just devote everything that you're doing that's a part of your life. Like the hoodie says, let my life <laughs> you worship, devote every part of you mm-hmm. to God. Right? right, give it all to him, and that's just simple worship. Right, simple doesn't have to be uh, worship doesn't have to be complicated. Exactly. Right, we've we have made worship so complicated. We have right yeah. with making it with tons of lyrics, tons of songs, tons the of fog machine, the fog machine, the fancy platform. When Jesus wanted to worship <laughs> his Father in heaven, he got on his knees and he said, "Thank you, Lord." Exactly, and that was his worship. Ultimately, our worship is or no that's not what i was trying to say (laughs) ultimately it's what we do in like the private moments of our life Mm. that glorifies god right it's how we worship god in private it's Mm not um getting up on sunday mornings going to worship in front of everybody and showing it off right like that's great too you can worship in front of people because we have the freedom to do that but it's god wants to see your private worship too He doesn't want you to just um, put it on display for everyone. He wants those private intentional moments Mm. where, because when we're alone, it's just us and God, right? And that shows, that's when our true devotion shows Mm -hmm. through when it comes through. And so it's in like the private moments when you're in your bedroom alone at night. It's um, when you're home alone doing laundry, you know, (laughs) it's whatever you're doing in private, however you are um, worshiping God in private is what you're going to get back from him, right? It's the quiet moments that allow for you for God to see how truly devoted you are mm. because you're not trying to show off to anyone. Which right? brings us to point number Which three. Which brings us to point number three. Quick little segue. <laughs> we can be quiet when we want to continuously seek the Lord. Oh, right. Wow. And the, it's ironic so because the last two points 
are all about speaking and uttering and saying all these things, right? Mm -hmm. But how can we be quiet and still seek? Sorry, my glasses just scratched on the microphone. (laughs) How can we be quiet if the last two points that we just talked about are all about being loud and uttering and Mm, speaking, right? How can that be so crucial, right? And it's because being quiet allows for a connection with God and us to be made that words can't explain, Yeah. right? Sometimes we think that we need to do, 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 right? To receive all that God has for us. But we also need to understand that when we're silent, like I just said, it allows for a connection Mm -hmm. with us and God to be made that words can't explain, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's just us sitting in silence and saying, God, speak to me, Mm -hmm. right? And you sit there for 5, 10, 20 minutes and you just allow for the spirit. If you open up, if you allow for the spirit to speak to you, he's going to speak in a way where you couldn't even ask for that, right? right? Sometimes we're we're trying to ask for something so specific or we don't even know how to put it into words that we're trying to figure out what we're trying to say. Yeah. Sometimes all we got to do is just open up our hands and say, God, just speak to me. Exactly. Right? Wait, pause. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have to say something. I'm so sorry. You got it. You got it. So this reminds me of um, what I was talking about last time, how – um, on Wednesdays now, I go to Revival. It's like a little um, house church youth group type of thing. And the very first time that we went, we walked in and we were like a little bit early, but people all start coming early. And um, all of the people there were just sitting in the presence of God. And like when David was talking, the first thing I started thinking is before anything, before prayer or um, singing before the Lord, we should sit in his, in the silence mm. of his presence. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly what happened when we walked into, um, that room is that they were just preparing for the presence of God to come into that place. Right. And that's what we're supposed to do. We are to, um, just sit in his presence and prepare the way for him to come and speak to us. Right. Yeah. It is so much easier for Jesus to speak when our hearts are in a posture to receive him. Mm-hmm. And so, that's all I had to say. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Got you. It. Yeah. I, yes. Um, I just wanted to state that a lot of people, again, underestimate the power of being quiet, mm. right? Like God said, there's a time to speak and there's a time to listen, right? And it's so crucial if we spend that time of quiet, of silence in him, yeah. right? And it goes back to what I was saying in, in Galatians 5, 16. If you walk by the spirit, you won't gratify the desires of your flesh, right? Because I know a lot of people, when they are praying in their in their hearts, right? They're not actively speaking the words out loud. Mm. Their mind can wander off, mm, yeah. right? And then you get distracted and then you're like, oh, I have to go. I don't remember what I was praying about. And then my prayer time isn't really um, like as good as I wished it was, right? right? But the thing is then, you're not actually devoted, devoting your time to the Lord, right? Because it says if you're walking with him, you won't gratify the desires of your flesh, yeah. right? Whether that be something good that you mind wanders off to, right? Let's say you're you're sitting there in silence and you start thinking about food, right? Like <laughs> Food's a great thing. <laughs> exactly. And it's a good thing, but it's not time for food, exactly. right? Like it says- it's time um, for spiritual food. Exactly. Yep. It says it in Ecclesiastes 3.11. 
God has made everything beautiful in its time, mm-hmm. right? If it's time for prayer, then it's time to look to Jesus and say, God, I'm here for you. Speak to me. Exactly. Right? But if we're sitting in silence, it's going to be so hard for us to just look at him and not get distracted, right? Because anything can happen when we're silent. If if I just sit here and I'm going to give you an awkward 10 seconds <laughs> to just sit in silence and see how awkward it is. Ready? Ready? Wait, wait, oh. let it be even now. That was very. Was odd. that the longest ten seconds that of your life? That was the longest ten seconds I've ever seen. That that timer took like that forever to go odd. by. Exactly. But, well, I, well, all I was thinking about in those last ten seconds was why is it taking so long? <laughs> but you may have been thinking like, okay, a lot of things just went through my mind in yeah. the past ten seconds, right? A lot of things in the world happens and happen in ten seconds, right? Right. Tons of baby were born. Mm-hmm. right tons of of people graduated mm-hmm. tons of people just passed the test some tons of people just failed the test tons of people just ate a lot of food <laughs> all these things right right but if i'm trying to sit there in silence right and in prayer with god and i want to be quiet sitting in silence is going to be so hard yeah right and a crucial thing about sitting in silence is all you have to do is be faithful mm, that's good and we're back. That was another cut, just so you know. Oh, oh, wow. Excuse me. Okay. I just, the last word I said was faithful. I said, the one thing about being in spending time in your quiet, it's, mm. sorry. You got that. You got the that. One important thing about being quiet with the Lord is you have to be faithful, mm-hmm. right? And if I may borrow your Bible real quick. You sure because may. Because I have mine on the side. Go ahead. You just take that. I just wanted to say, that there's a uh, a quick verse in James 5 chapter 5 verses 7 through 11 and we're just going to flip go, right one, here real quick. 1 2 3 <laughs> another four. moment let's just sit in silence for 10 more seconds yeah you, you got it <laughs> i just flipped to this like the other minute it's okay okay don't you worry about it i'll give you guys a little singing chub what's the song i should sing he picked me up <laughs> to hear me around. You got it. I got it. I wait, wait. Uh, uh. <laughs> James. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding books in the Bible is such a struggle. Okay, I got it. James chapter 5, verses 7 through 11. I could have so just said that, but it's fine. <laughs> um, verses 7 through 11. Um, It says, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord Mm. is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is still standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job and have mm. seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. That was 7 through 11. And the one thing that it says in these 
four verses is thank you. You're very the, the one thing that I took away from the four verses is the last verse, right? <laughs> I liked what it says in the, in the beginning about being patient and, and it gave the analogy of the farmer being patient and waiting for the early and the late rains. But the last verse of, of stating the steadfastness of Job and his loyalty and his reference, reverence to, toward God just makes it so clear that being patient and being quiet allows for so much reward. Yeah. Right. It may take you losing everything you had, right? Mm-hmm. Like Job. But you can't lose your faith even in the silence of your own heart. Right. Right. Because it's so crucial to have that steadfastness when you are so silent. Ooh. Right. When, so what, what does that mean? Steadfastness is a big word. I'll dumb it down to a smaller one. Yeah. It's so crucial to remain patient. Oh, I got it now. When you're in your quiet time with God. Yeah. Right? It's so crucial to just wait, right? And be still when you're in your quiet time. Why? Because it's when God can speak to you the most, right? Silence enables God to reach out for us, right? When we're speaking, when we're doing, when we're going on, going uh, about our, our daily lives, right? It's hard for us to set our minds on God, yeah. right? Because there's just so much going on, right. right? If we're, if we do sports, some of us do sports and I did sports for a long time in my life, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard during practice, during training, during games yeah. to stop in the middle of practice and go, God, I'm here for you to speak to me, right? <laughs> That's not just not possible, right? Well, and, it definitely is. Oh, it, oh, but definitely is. Probably maybe players. don't do that. For the, bench, for the bench warmers, it's possible because you're not playing, right? But it's when you have so much going on in your life, it makes it hard for you to sit down and say, God, please just yeah. speak to me, right? Because when God speaks to you, it allows for your connection to be so pure, right? You're not having to worry about asking about something. You're not having to worry about... Um, saying anything right you're just sitting there and listening right? right those 10 seconds that we had a little bit ago it just allows for everything to go through your mind mm. right and when we allow for those few minutes we have in silence to be just fully taken over by the lord 10 seconds is way more than enough time for oh, god yeah. to speak something to you right and in the 10 seconds it may seem like he hasn't spoken anything right but if later on you said god in that quiet time I had, what did you speak to me, mm-hmm. right? If I didn't have the ears to listen back then, God, what did you speak to me? Speak to me, speak it to me now, right? Right, And he'll make it so clear because he'll see that you devoted your time, right? In the time where there was nothing happening, right? You gave it to him, yeah, right? When it says God, give everything to God in fullness, even the quiet time, mm. give it to God. Especially, right? the Especially the quiet time. Because it just shows God that nothing can get in his way. Right. right. If you give him the times where you're not doing anything, God will see, oh, he's truly giving me all that he has. Mm. Because even what he doesn't have, he's giving to me. Yeah. Right. Even what he doesn't know what's happening. Right. Ten seconds of quiet is a long time for you just sitting there. But for God, it can be an eternity, right? Like it, like it says in the Bible, and I think back in Genesis, don't quote me, <laughs> one day for humanity is a thousand days for the Lord, right? Yeah. And a thousand days for the Lord is one day, mm-hmm. right? So imagine what one 
10 second period is for the Lord, right? right? That's like, I don't know the math. One times a thousand. That's like, <laughs> oh, that's 10,000 hours for the Lord. Dang. If you go by the same math. God could do a lot in 10,000 hours. That, that's, that's a lot of hours, right? But what what I'm trying to say is, even the slightest amount of quiet time in the Lord mm. can bring you so many answers. Right. Right. We're sometimes looking for answers in our questions. We're sometimes looking for answers in the difficult stages in our life. Mm. Right. But just if you sit in silence and just say, God, speak to me. Mm. Right. And you give him 10 to 15 seconds or if you want to give him more. Right. 10 to 15 seconds. God, speak to me. And he'll speak so much truth into your heart because you've set aside just some time for nothing to get in your way, yeah. right? Even though you may be thinking about that nice fat steak, <laughs> right? If you just allow for those few moments of just silence for God to speak to you and you ask him, God, speak to me even in the silence of my own heart. Mm. He'll speak so much truth into that heart of yours because you've allowed for even the moments where you where nothing's happening for God to take control, yeah. right? It's so beautiful when God sees us, give us, give him his everything, mm-hmm. right? Give him us our everything, sorry. And he sees it as just such true devo- devotion, right? Such mm-hmm. true adoration, right? Adoration sometimes is uh, as we think of it as a, like, oh, let me, let me put it out there, right? Let me, let me adore this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what all, tell you all about it. Right. But true adoration is also sitting in silence. Right. right? Sometimes when we're in worship, I sit there and while everyone is singing, while everyone's lifting their hands, sometimes I just like to stand there in quiet and just not say anything. Right. Just listen. Yeah. Right. Because when, did you know, did you know oh, tell me. that listen and silent are spelled with the same letters? <gasps> wow. That's crazy. Though. So when you're silent, you're listening. Mm. So allow for when you have your silent time for you just to listen to the Lord. Yeah. And I think that goes so against the grain of everything that culture says and everything mm. that the world says because um, I feel like the world's main goal is to keep you busy mm-hmm. and to keep you with noise all around, right? Like think about it. All day long, you are always listening to something, whether it's in the morning, first thing in the morning, you're listening to your alarm. And then after that, you're playing music. Oh, I hate my alarm. <laughs> and then that. after that, you're playing music. Whether it's good music or bad music, you're listening to music. And then right after that, you go to school. You're listening to people talk all day. You're listening to crowds, whatever. Then you drive home, listen to music. Then you're back home. And first thing you want to do, go on your phone, watch TV, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Mm-hmm. TikTok and Instagram are not going to get you to heaven, Okay. The good Lord baby Jesus is. Say it so again. come on. All that just to say that the world is constantly feeding noise into our life because that's just the world is just noisy. It's busy, mm-hmm. right? And so when we quiet our hearts, when we have that time where we're just able to be silent and when we um intentionally choose that time over the time that we could be on our phone or the time where we could take a nap or whatever it may <laughs> oh, be. I love my nap. <laughs> Okay, you guys can still take your nap. But um, <laughs> when we intentionally choose um, 
time with the Lord over those things, like it says in the Bible, he rewards us for that, right? Because he loves when his children are truly devoted to him and truly um, just longing to know him more and to seek him more. And so. So good. So good, man. That kind of sums it up. (laughs) Yeah. So I, just to recap on the, on the big points Mm. on seeking the Lord is understand the two big words that allow for you to wholeheartedly seek the Lord, right? And I know we didn't use the word wholeheartedly a lot, but we use the word committed Mm. a lot and devoted. Basically same thing. (laughs) Committed, devoted, um, being all in, right? With all your heart. The other translation of Jeremiah uh, 29, 13 uses all your heart, right? Mm. So when you I, I i'd say when you're trying to study a specific topic right study uh, or seeking the lord as we did today go back and see the few verses or many verses that has that word in it right yeah. seek and there are a lot of there's verses. a lot um and go back and, and try to find what's the original form of that word mm-hmm. right because the bible was written in hebrew aramaic and in greek mm-hmm. right so Go back and, and see what what are the original uh, words that what are the what does it mean right and it might have a different definition right for yeah. each verse right and in this verse it might mean to uh, seek is to be um, intentional in prayer or in worship right to yeah. go after in another verse it might be to go after in another way yeah. right so whatever verse sticks to mind go go in on Google you can search it up and be okay um okay siri what is the original meaning of the word seek Mm. in greek or in hebrew or aramaic right and you'll find so much truth and you'll find so much depth in a single word yeah right and i think it was it was good for us to set the foundation of what the words meant Mm. and then to go down and break down a few stories to go down and break down a few verses that used the scenario of seeking and going after and just using a simple word, right? There were there were verses that we used that just had the word seek in them, right? Yeah. Seek and you will find or seek me while I am near, right. right? And then using those three big points to just continuously seek him, right? To pray continuously, to worship continuously and to spend time being quiet, right? Because yeah. like we said, listen and silent, same letters, right? Mm. So while you're silent, just listen, open up your ears and say, God, speak to me. And even in the silence of my own heart, I can hear your voice. Yeah. Right? It's so important to just go back and to just see three main points that will allow for you to continuously mm. seek the good baby Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sister. So that wraps it up, folks. Yep. We are so like happy a that Mr. Boyfriend David Rivera <laughs> was able to join on, on this episode and just share his wisdom and everything that the lord's been speaking to him on this topic um and we hope that like david said you guys are able to go now and not just take our word for it but to actually go and do your own looky uppies and researches and go on google it's free just it's go on free. google just say what is seek <laughs> exactly it's free it's... Google. you have the whole world at your fingertips exactly right so whether you have an iphone whether you have a uh android whatever it may be Ooh. right not android please don't be have if you have an android call me hit me up i'll get you hooked up with an iphone i'll call tim cook and 
he'll give you an iPhone or whatever. Jesus still yes. loves you the same. He still loves you and we still love you, but please get an iPhone. But no hate, just saying. Just a little. Just I just don't want green bubbles in my text messages. But But anyway, Google is at your fingertips. You can search up whatever you want. Also, but search up Jesus. The Bible is at your fingertips. Exactly. If Even you better. Open up your Bible and literally they, it has like that little index thing at the back with all of the words that are Come found on. in the Bible. Go look for the word seek and there's going to be like 12 million verses listed under that. Or not even on the word seek, on whatever you want. Just whatever learn more want. about Jesus. Yeah. Learn more about who God is and how much he adores you. And one thing also, look through, look through different translations because mm. you may see that yeah. although it's the same topic the same point through all the translations uses different words mm -hmm. right like i personally have read very recently i've been reading a lot in the esv yeah. right but i have an i have plenty of bibles at home i have an niv one that i go to a lot Google. that has that has the um the red letterings it's when jesus speaks yeah. i have the king james version which for some people it's harder to understand but it's a more um natural language that they use it's it's more dated back to the original um there's the nlt which we referenced to um in the beginning go through different versions of the bible different mm -hmm. translations and you'll see that although it's the main it's the same main topic you'll find a lot of truth yeah. within different versions so very just important. be open to seeking god exactly. no matter what that is it doesn't have to be jumping right into reading the whole entire bible in two yeah. days don't be like my dad and want to read it <laughs> all seven times <laughs> i mean good for you if you want yes. to do that but um yeah just let the lord lead you and just be curious in who he is and all exactly. that good stuff. so so good anyways are you ready you gotta say jesus loves you oh that's it I, see you guys I, yeah I, i'm saying the line yeah wait we have we to pray before oh. we have to pray and finish we do oh, oh. my gosh oh, <laughs> sorry there's a tornado Brief warning what is it uh tornado be quiet i'm so sorry that's the devil mm. okay. all right would you like to pray Yes, I'll pray. All right. Wait, what was that? Tornado warning? Yes. Okay. I'll if, pray for the tornado. If you are driving, don't close your don't eyes. Don't close please. your eyes. Especially in this rain. Especially. But <laughs> but just put your heart and your mind in a posture. Just silence your heart and your exactly. mind and just be open to what the Lord is ready to bless you. Yes. So, so Jesus, we thank you so much for um, just being able to share of your word um to everyone god i want to thank um emily for giving me the opportunity to be on her podcast god that i am me personally i'm so proud of what she's been doing god that you've placed such a beautiful calling and anointing on her heart to just speak of your truth um, on a platform where not everyone can do it right it's very hard it's very challenging but god you've placed such a special calling on her heart to um to speak of your truth to speak of your word in a very unique way in her way god and it's been so beautiful so far um, but god we just want to continue thanking you for all that you've done throughout this um this episode god that we've been able to speak of just how to seek you continuously how to seek you with um, all of our hearts and we just want to ask that you would help us to um pray more often pray more genuinely god worship in a genuine form god to be quiet and to be in the silent times to just listen and open up our ears to 
hear what you have um, to say to us. But God, we just ultimately want to just fix our gaze on you, God, because we know that when we walk with you, when we are continuously talking with you, God, we know that our relationship with you is going to get even better. God, it takes it to the other level when we can just devote our times to you, especially in the times where there's nothing going on. God, in the silence of our own hearts, God, allow for us to just devote those moments to you. When there's nothing happening, allow for us to open up our ears, to be silent, to be quiet, but to still listen to you. So God, we thank you for what we've been able to speak um, about on this episode. We already thank you for what um, is up to come in this in this um, in these next episodes. And God, may we just continue to be more like you, striving to be more like you, because that's our ultimate goal goal. So God, we ask um, these things in your beautiful name. God, keep everyone safe the rest of this week. And we pray these things in your beautiful name. Amen. 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 (laughs) So we hope you guys have such an amazing week. And boyfriend, Ooh, a long one. it's your it's your time to shine. Oh, I've been, Are you ready? guys, prepare can I, yourself. Can I just be very honest with you? <laughs> Ever since I met Emily about two years ago, almost, I have been very. It's it's <laughs> one of the one of the many reasons I fell in love with her <laughs> is when I would look back and I would she would post her cool Stalker. videos and she's done it on the past few podcasts and she did her whole what is it? Jesus loves you and so do I. And oh, so uh, it she you caught me, you caught me. But I finally got the privilege, finally got the privilege of doing it. So I, it, I'm on, I'm on your cue here. All right, uh, what right. Is it? Jesus loves you, and so do I. Right. You you say Jesus loves you, and I'll finish it. Oh, okay. Is that, are you cool? Are yeah, you cool perfect, with that? Perfect. Okay, ready? Okay, yeah, because you're you're the one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, ready? All right, ready? Three, two, one. one. Jesus loves you, and so do we.